Good afternoon, book clubbers. It is 3.30 in the afternoon of Wednesday, the 9th of June 2021. This is our After School Book Club, show number 20. And overall, this is our 140th live radio show. Wow! afternoon book clubbers good to have your company hello we are televisually broadcasting that's maria wojciechowska kanida there and me russell prue we are hosting this sharabang ourselves today and it's an amazing show we have planned for you it's a brilliant format if you are new to the show and i think we've got lots of new listeners with us today hello welcome thank you so much indeed for joining us we are video casting we don't always video cast because we are a radio station but we're just getting into some live youtube tv as well and we'll make everything available for you again afterwards we'd love for you to communicate with us and you can do that in a variety of ways folks uh, on the show page we have something called padlets they're little post-it note uh, utilities you don't need to register it's easy peasy we just need your first name and a bit of text on there and we'll read those questions out live onto the show if you want a shout out or a mention to mum a carer a dad a teacher someone that's been nice to you today give us a shout out we'd love to give you a mention live on the show just go to learn radio net forward slash peter bentley or click on next live show at the top of the page or click on the book club i think that's about all the ways you can do it uh, we've also got a text number just looking across nothing on the text yet 078 600 26 400 if you'd like to drop us a text that we'd love to hear from you and of course our email as ever is learn radio live at gmail.com wow maria how's your week been it's been fabulous. It's Wednesday already. The sun is shining. We did some jellyfish yesterday. I'm really enjoying really wow, enjoying the week. Jellyfish. That's not the eating kind, is it? No, that is in fact the eating kind, but not the eating kind. It's, it's not my kind of jelly, but it was a lovely show. Loved it. Folks, if you want to catch any of our shows, that's a very, very interesting televisual feast. Just go to the website and click on any of our weekly, daily shows. Everything's at 3.30 as well. And we've adopted a new format this week. Uh, all of our shows are at 3.30 and we have a whole range of them. We're trying to meet your after-school club requirements. A lot of you are still staying behind school for catching up and doing some extra activities in the classroom or just waiting to be collected from school. I know how that feels. And all of our shows are featuring a live video cast this week and next week and we're broadcasting in this glorious Technicolor as well. Although I've played down the colorization today. Maria's gone all light and summery. It is jolly hot in the studio today. Uh, what do we do on Mondays, Maria? Oh, Mondays is a fabulous show. On Mondays at 3.30, we have our brand new radio club for budding broadcasters of all ages. We'll include operational instructions as well as techniques for broadcasting and introducing guests and handing over. You don't need radio equipment to enjoy this club. 
you might be interested in podcasting and we'll cover show editing too. That's Mondays, 3.30pm for an hour. Learnradio.net forward slash Monday. Excellent. On Tuesdays, we have our Arts Club. It's a creative learning club. We do lots of interesting things. We make things, we paint things, we draw things, we create things out of lavatory paper rolls and we do lots of really interesting artwork. Everything is on the show page. Go to learnradio.net forward slash Tuesday to find out more about that. Tell us more about the book club, Maria. Oh, the book club is wonderful. Wednesdays, it's our reading and writing club. Each week, <clears throat> excuse me, mm. at 3.30pm, we have an author reading on the show live and ready to take your questions from our show page as well as a writing challenge and word-based task that we'll set on the show. That's learnradio.net forward slash Wednesdays. Thursdays is one of my particular favourite. Russell, what's on then? Well, it's getting a whole facelift to it. We're doing yoga. And this week, I'm adopting, we're going to be stretching. And it's going to be really quite visual. Oh, yes, Maria's got all of it. I'm just, I'm new. I'm I'm a yoga novice, I have to say. Uh, But Leslie Collinson, our resident yoga coach, who has been just radio-based until this Thursday. That's tomorrow. We are doing everything live on screen to be able to enjoy a bit of yoga. This is to help you relax, Chill out, stretch, and reconnect with yourself. Some great breathing exercises in there. Uh, that session is suitable for ages three upwards. I have to say, you don't have to be a certain age to do that. It's absolutely brilliant. What do we do on Fridays, Maria? Fridays is the Disco Dance Dedication Show. It's a non-stop disco dance music show. We can shout you out in the show, mention your friends, your school, your teachers, your family, just anybody. Just write your messages and your music requests on our show page anytime in the week before the show. Learnradio.net forward slash Friday. It's as easy as that. It is as easy as that. And we've uh, chance we've got a request in already. Thank you so much indeed. Something from the Kilgores. Hello. Yes, I will play that song that you've asked for Mummy Kilgore. Thank you so much. If you want to, just get in contact. Text, email, send a pigeon, whatever you like, right on the chalkboard, whatever you like indeed. Right, on to today's show page. Everything is up and running. Just had a quick glance across. Looks good to me. Thank you so much indeed. Folks have already started uh, writing on the show page. Thank you so much. Good to hear from you. Uh, This is our After School Book Club, and this week we have Peter Bentley. He's written some really cracking books, and he's so incredibly entertaining. We had him on the show a little while ago, and he is here to talk about his latest title, The King's Birthday Suit. There's a lot of royal nakedness in that. We will have to do a warning, I have to say. There's a lot of royal stories at the moment, and I did tweet that out just to see if we, we caught someone's attention just on that as well. So some royal nakedness in today's show. I have to say, everything is on the show page, learnradio.net forward slash Peter Bentley. That's where you need to go. And if you want to connect with Peter on Twitter, it's a really worthwhile activity at Peter Bentley, B-E-N-T-L-Y. And we are really thrilled to have him with us on the show. The book was published on the 29th of April, so a recent title as well. We love this one, didn't we, Maria? I just thought it was so funny. Laughter all the all the way through. I particularly like the end papers. And I've only recently understood what end papers are. So they're at the front of the book and at the back of the book. And they've got some wonderful newspaper headlines. I mean, they are just a hoot. Very clever. Very clever indeed. There's a lot of royal nakedness on those end papers, I have to say. In fact, end papers have just taken on an entirely new meaning as well. Now, Peter will find that ever so amusing because he's that kind of a funny chap. And I'm just so pleased to be able to do 
bring him out on to the show as well. Uh, Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you so much indeed uh, for joining us. Thank you. Peter Bentley, ladies and gentlemen, my hello. goodness, you've just hello, written hello. so many great stuff as well. If you want to connect with Peter on his website, he is peterbentley.com. That's peterbentley.com. You can book him, find out a range of stuff. Uh, we've also got a link to a book publishing site on our show page, so I'll make it easy peasy for you to go and buy a copy of this fabulous book. It's absolutely loved it. Now, Peter was with us back in September, uh, you were, and you came to read Octopus Shocktopus. Now, that was because Maria basically nagged us until <laughs> uh, she really was your advocate in the studio, nagged us until we managed to get hold of you and get you on the show. Thank she you, absolutely loved it. I loved it too, as well. On the house, uh, the octopus was. I absolutely loved that as well. Uh, if you want to uh, uh, listen or watch that again, just go and find that show um, on the show page. You could just go and search up Peter Bentley and you'll find him on there as well. I just, uh, it's amazing. We're really, really pleased to have you. So welcome to the show, Peter, and thank you so much for joining us. Maria has our first question for it's you. A great pleasure. Thank you very much, Russell. Now, Hello, Peter. Hi. Hi, it's so wonderful to Hi. see you. It's just wonderful. You're my hero. Now, we'd like oh, to ask you, thank you. Yeah. We'd like to ask you, what made you want to write The King's Birthday Suit? Well, that's a very good question. Um, well, it started off, actually, my, my wife was reading her old collection of Hans Andersen tales. And she came across one story and said, this will make a very good rhymed picture book. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't The Emperor's New Clothes, but it was another one, um, which is going to end up being the book in this series. But uh, I started looking through the stories and thinking, what else would make a funny story? And uh, the, um, the Emperor's New Clothes struck me as being the, the obvious one because it's got a very funny ending. And so um, I started to write my, my own version of it in rhyme, um, as I like to do. And I thought it's. I acknowledge it's a, it's a version of a Hans Christian Andersen story, um, but I called it something else. I just thought uh, the King's Birthday Suit with a was a nice sort of slightly cheeky title for those who get the gag, and it's fine for those who don't. Um, so there you are. That's that's ended up being the first book in in this. Uh, well, hopefully a series. So oh, there, wonderful. There, there will be more to come, yeah. No, I really enjoyed that. I like that it was his birthday suit and what the word birthday suit means. It's wonderful, Russell. It's so yes. cheeky. Oh, well, the humour on a multi-level is so incredibly clever. So adults will go, mm-hmm, very good, very good. Kids will go, birthday suit. Yeah, of course, it's just it's great as well. Uh, I've got the next question. Is like, it's a very modern tale, Peter. And as you say, um, uh, on an old, uh, it's based on an old version, Hans Christian Andersen. You've, you've mentioned that as well. And I I love the references to yoga and going to the loo. So you've kind of given it a real modern twist there as well. And to toilets feel very strongly in a lot of our books recently, I have to say. So there's a lot of toilet humour uh, with the exploding toilets. As well. How important was it for you to modernise this brilliantly yet uh, powerful message? Well, I, I, I wanted to... Um, I mean, I wanted to make it... Uh, he's a sort of traditional type of monarch, um, He's got a very sort of old-fashioned, middle European sort of... I, I was thinking of, you know, the guys, photographs of royalty circa 1900 with, with the name. It's, it's, it's sort of a, hmm. a central European kind of name. But I wanted to make him into a modern monarch. And I wanted to do something, say something about the fashion industry as well. So I thought that was so both topical and also very relevant and, and you know, and, and universal. Yes. Um, and I just, I just thought also, if you could include, I mean, this is 
we were hoping to, we, we took a, a, quite a long time to get a decent illustrator and Claire has been so fantastic because what I was hoping for was that she would uh, really go to town on the clothes and have a range of outfits that could be from almost any time and, and like the most outrageous things you see on the catwalk now. Uh, and she's done that absolutely amazingly. So uh, it's, it's, she's also sneaked in a couple of cheeky portraits of uh, actual um, fashion designers in a couple of the spreads. Um, very clever. So, uh, so I want it to be like a sort of uh, a, a tabloid monarchy, if you like, uh, of I the loved modern it. kind. Me, me, yeah, exactly. Maybe more like the, uh, the, the the Monaco people or the Luxembourg people rather than our own lot. But um, yeah, I, I just thought it. it, it I could make it modern and relevant uh, as well as having a king at the middle of it. I think it's very relevant as well. There's some, some great lines as well. You're going to read from the book in just a, a little while. I th- just absolutely brilliant. I loved it, it. And the artwork was just stunning. I love the the it's some i mean we have lots of artists on as well but actually i have to say quietly this was one of the best the best i just thought it was totally nice. some of the best the best, the best the best but of course very very good it stands up there with head and shoulders with other stuff as well claire I, I would love to meet claire as well just some stunning some of the best best drawn characters i've seen in a book uh so far i have to say really really good marie you've got another question for us Thank you very much, Russell. Now, the king sends his ministers, Peter, to look at his newly woven amazing cloth. And when they report back to his majesty, whilst they don't lie, they're not exactly straight with the king. But that's not what the ruler wanted to hear. Now, there's something here that strikes a chord with children who have an unswerving concept of right and wrong. How important is it to remind ourselves of this? Oh, that's a that's a very good question. Well, of course, yes, that's another another theme of the thing is is uh, is deceit, and of course the um, yes, these ministers come back and they are like the ministers of the uh, the old TV program. Yes, minister, they are mm. they're well practiced in the art in uh, art of telling the king what he wants to hear. So, uh, as you say, they don't exactly lie, but they use words that um, also don't lie, but don't lie, but also don't tell the truth. Mm. Um, and I think it's quite important to for children to understand that actually words can be very powerful, and it's uh, it's very easy to say things you don't really mean and things that aren't actually truthful, uh, mm. which people might understand as truthful. So you have to be careful what you say, and I think that's particularly important in the world of uh, social media and text mm. messaging and uh, um, things and apps like whatsapp and, and snapchat and things like that so just mm, obviously that's not for this particular age group but it just you, you be careful what you write because it's there forever mm. and it can easily be misinterpreted absolutely so it's, it's, a re- it's a really interesting point peter as well because you mm. can elicit a little bit of um philosophy for children as well philosophy with children you know to find out you know should should they have you know in inverted commas lied should they have done something else you know what would have been what would you have done you know i would have asked my class you know what would you have done if you were you know faced with this kind of situation but we'll be coming to that later on russell won't we, we will indeed but of course they're ministers aren't they for goodness sake what can you expect i mean you might as well set the tone at this age for them get them ready for, for i was listening to P- pmqs today honestly really it's just just yeah, that's punch and judy isn't it isn't it PMG just judy. absolutely really, really right i'd love it and, and, it's... The, and the thing is when you talk, when you when they're interviewed uh, in private the the politicians they say oh we don't take that seriously we're all we're all mates we all we all chat and we collaborate in the background but you think well 
well, why do you have this theatre of of, uh, of contest and and uh, knockabout and, and boxing matches? Why don't you just collaborate in public? Because that's really how most people operate, isn't it? It's what we'd like. I think yeah. there's a turning point. That's like. what we like. Yeah. It's what we like. It's what I ordered. It's what I ordered, and I've not got what I want. My money back, Peter, because it's not what I've ordered. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I ordered. I have to say. I now, yeah. <laughs> I know. Now you're very yeah. kind. We got to the point of the show where we'd love to uh, hear and see uh, you read from the book because it's just a right. stunning title. And folks, if you've not seen the artwork here, you're in for such a treat. Uh, it is absolutely gorgeous. You need to get your hands on this book. There is no, no question about it it's the most highly recommended i think both uh, maria and i absolutely gorgeous yeah. book as well it's so fabulously illustrated you're going to want these pictures up on your wall uh, in the class the characters are just stunning and i love every page it speaks volumes to us as well uh, ladies and gentlemen put your hands together to welcome uh, peter bentley to the show peter we're ready when you are sir thank you so much for joining us again thank you so much my pleasure well Here's the, here's the book, and what I'm going to do is I'll, I'm going to try and hold up pages of it so you can see them. Um, I know that teachers do this every day, as Russell has told me in no uncertain terms. I have no excuse for not being able to show the pictures properly. Um, I will do my best. Okay, if you're all sitting comfortably, here's the story of the King's Birthday Suit, based on the story by Hans Christian Andersen. King Albert Horatio Otto III had so many clothes, it was simply absurd. There he is. He had outfits for yoga and stroking his cat. He never ate cheese without changing his hat. For every event, he would wear something new. He even changed outfits to go to the loo. And there he is. It'll soon be my birthday, the king said one day. There'll be royalty coming from far, far away. I'll need a new suit, the best there can be. Oh, who will design a new outfit for me? Fashion designers turned up in their droves, bringing the king all their latest new clothes. And there they are, all turning up. Uh, a huge long line, of, and if you know your fashion designers, there's a couple in there you'll recognise. Now, but nothing his majesty tried was quite right. This cloth is too scratchy, and simply too bright. This jacket's not comfy. It just doesn't fit. Too stripy, too spotty. I look a right twit. Then along came two rascals, McTavish and Mitch, who'd cooked up a story to make themselves rich. We'll make you a suit of the finest cloth ever, which can only be seen by the wise and the clever. And there's Mitch and McTavish with the king on his throne. Yet another outfit. The king said... Fantastic. That's just what I need. I'll see that you're paid very highly indeed. Then Mitch and McTavish pretended to weave the fabulous fabric from morning till eve. Clackety, clickety, clickety, clack, working their weaving loom forward and back. Clickety, clackety, clackety, click. Nobody knew it was all a big trick.
A day or two later, while changing for tea, the king had a thought with a chuckle of glee. My ministers think they're a pretty smart lot. We'll find out who's clever like me and who's not. He ordered his ministers, please go and see my amazing new cloth and describe it to me. But the ministers entered the room in dismay. They couldn't see anything. What would they say? There they are. They said to the king, That cloth, sir, oh my, we've seen nothing like it. Which wasn't a lie. We just can't describe it, they said. Which was true. It's quite unbelievable. That was true too. So off went the king, just as pleased as can be. And he had a great shock. Not a thing could he see. But he said, Why, this cloth is amazing, dear fellows. It's as light as a feather. And I love all those yellows. And there's the king, pretending to see the fabric. Well, Mitchin McTavish then took out a tape to measure the king for his clothes. What a shape. Next, they pretended to cut out the suit. Snip went their scissors. Snip, snip. What a hoot. At last, with their needles, McTavish and Mitch sat on the table pretending to stitch. Your suit, said McTavish, will fit like a dream. You look quite astounding, said Mitch. What a scream. Next day, as the band played a birthday salute, the king went to try on his fabulous suit. Mitch said, Oh my, what a marvellous fit. The trousers are perfect. They don't pinch a bit. McTavish said, Sir, you're fantastically dressed. All of your guests will be mighty impressed. At the party that evening, the guests gave a cheer when the butler announced, His Majesty's here. There's all the guests waiting at the party. They had all heard the tale of the, of the wonderful clothes and they strained for a glimpse on the tips of their toes. His Majesty haughtily strode into sight. Oh, the king made a mighty impression, all right. A duchess, who just couldn't stop herself staring, declared, What a splendid new outfit he's wearing! And all of the guests were quick to agree, so no one would think they were stupid, you see. There they all are. Ah, oh, my good gracious, what can they see? But one little girl stepped out of the crowd, pointed her finger, and hollered out loud, You grown-ups are silly. Can't you all see? The king is stark naked. He's as bare as can be. There she is, in the middle, pointing. She started to giggle, 
The others did too. And the king turned bright red, for he knew it was true. He turned and marched off the same way he had come, as everyone laughed at the royal bare bum. The end. I'm still laughing at bum. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I mean, I'm sorry I was a bit sort of cack-handed with showing the pictures oh, there. Oh, no, so. not at all. Brilliant. Hardly. I think I was I'm sitting here cross-legged as if I was a child on the carpet, just looking at the pictures and listening to your words. You. That was brilliant, Peter. And it's a long time since I've heard the word rascal. I need to start using that more often, Russell. It's good yeah, language. There, there, are quite, good. there are quite a lot of good words for, 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 for that, that replace rude words, which you can use in picture books. And I'm, yes. I'm a great believer in reviving a lot of, a lot yes. of them, like rascal and uh, yes. rapscallion and things like that. Scoundrel and all those. It was kind of brilliant words. Yeah. The lost words. And we know a lot Scoundrel, about that. Right. Yes. Yeah, Scoundrel is another really good one. It's just yeah. lo- it was really good. Loved it. And you really yeah, brought yeah. it to life. So nothing you. special. There's nothing more special than having an author read the book. We really enjoyed that, didn't we, Maria? Oh, we did. I had to mute my mic because I was chuckling all the way through. It's just brilliant. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. you. Now, listeners, we're back after this, folks, to chat more about this amazing book, The King's Birthday Suit. And if you'd like to comment or ask Peter a question about the book, then you've got a few moments to write on our show, Padlet. Just head to learnradio.net forward slash Peter Bentley. No E. Remember the no E. To find today's show page and pop us a message on the Padlet, just click on that pink circle with a plus, put your first name in the top box and your question or comment below. And when you're happy with the text, just click on the background and we'll approve it. And whilst you're doing this, why not enjoy this music track? Ah, oh, stunning Danny Kay there. You're listening to Maria and Russell. This is the After School Book Club on LearnRadio.net. It so is, folks. It's one minute to four. We just couldn't resist that, Peter. That was just perfect. Uh, Original version. 1960-something or other. Uh, Really, really good. Love that. Thank you so much for getting in contact, folks. The Padlet is open, and we've got some remarks as well. Maria, what do we have already? Thank you very much, Russell. So Simon has got in touch. Good afternoon, Simon. Simon says, hello, Simon here. Looking forward to another great author interview today. I haven't seen this one yet. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about the appropriate age for this one. I wonder, I wonder, Peter, if you could uh, let us know, what's the appropriate age for this book? Appropriate age? Well, um, I, th- I think it's, um, I mean, it's, it's not really that rude, to be honest. Um, no. I would say I would, I would say four to four to seven, four to seven basically, up to seven I think, or or beyond in fact. Yes, we always um, think beyond. We always think beyond because there's so much in there. You can look at you know there's so much. We're talking about you know philosophy for children, and we'll talk about that in some more detail as we go through the show. But I think it's you know wholly appropriate to throw that. And I mean, I, you could. You could I mean, also there are things that older children will get that younger oh, children yes. won't. Get. Yes, um, but, that, but that's always the same with any picture book. Uh, I mean, some picture books are definitely for like five to seven rather than four to five, three to five, say. Uh, I would say four, I would say 
year, year one upwards, really. Or Brilliant. reception upwards. Brilliant. Well, reception Anyone upwards, that can yeah. hold the book can enjoy it, I have to say. Really, if you can, if you can hold the book, yeah. you can enjoy it as well. It's always a good uh, philosophy of ours. Okay. Simon, thank you so much indeed. Uh, going thank on to you, the, Simon. Uh, thank you very much. Coming on to the question, Padler, as well. So uh, Lola's been in contact and she says, why did you choose a cat as the king's pet and not a doggy? Oh, well... I have to say, um, the decision to have a cat was Claire's decision, and I think she's got a cat of her own. Um, and I have done, I have done lots and lots of books about doggies, and I, I love doggies very much. I've got two books about dogs coming out this year, in fact. So um, I thought you had to make a choice, and I think, um, I think because Claire's got a cat of her own, she thought she would uh, put a cat in it. I hope you don't mind too much. No, I like cats and dogs. We have Fine. a cat. Fine, and as you say, you've, you've done a lot of dogs' bottoms, so uh, it's 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 okay, really, to um, uh, you know, using another of your previous books. So it's it's kind of makes a lot of sense there. Maria, what else do we have on the padlet there for Peter? Thank you very much, Russell. So Jamie's got in touch. Hi, Jamie. He says, "Do you have as many clothes as the king? And what is your favourite outfit?" Good question. <laughs> uh, very good question. Uh, well, the first one's easy. No, I don't. Um, I, I wear the same outfit for um, brushing my teeth as I wear for having lunch. And, uh, well, actually, no, sometimes I wear my pyjamas to brush my teeth. Um, I, and I sometimes I change if I do yoga as well. But, no, I, I've, I probably have about um, 1% of the clothes that the, uh, the, uh, the king has. Um, and the second question, what's my favourite outfit? Well, ah, there's so many brilliant outfits in this. I... I I, I'm tempted to say I, I, my favourite one is the last one he wears or doesn't wear, but I think I like his Elvis outfit best of yes. all because yeah. his Elvis is the king, and I like the gag as well. It's oh. very funny. I got that. I've just got I like that. that. I've just got that now. I'm a very slow pedal. Well, it's dropper. either it's <laughs> either Elvis or Evil Knievel. I wasn't sure. I thought yes, you could be a motorcycle stunt cyclist kind of thing because you've got that you kind could, of yes. the flares and everything. But, and those 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 uh, uh, wheels but, of burning flames. Yes, that's it. Just uh, to the, the left, to the left, your right a bit. Oh, that's good. That's it. There. Right, Hold yeah. it there. Yes, that's that's it. There, the flares. Look at yeah. those flares, Maria. And look at the, 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 the clue is in the belt as well. I it think. is the buckle. You see, look, that's very yeah. Elvis, isn't it? Love oh, it. Look. Very funny. Very funny indeed. I hope we uh, we answered that for you as well. Jamie, really good question as well. Liv's been good in question, touch. Jamie. Thank question, you so much, yeah. Peter. Liv says, when is the king's birthday and what's the cat's name? Fantastic. Well, um, I think the king's birthday would have to be my birthday, really, wouldn't it? Okay. I think... Uh, which is the 29th of December. So he's got a kind of Christmas birthday. He could be like our queen and he could have a, a, a real birthday, which is the 29th of December, and uh, an official birthday, which is in a, a nice summery, sum, summery, sunny time of the year. Like, mm. uh, ooh, like for example, today, what is yes. it, the 9th of June? That would 9th do. 9th of June. There we go, that'll do. Yeah. Wow, wow, amazing. And what was the cat's name? Got a name for the cat? Well, good, well... I actually, while while we were on air, and but not me personally, I tweeted Claire, the illustrator, oh, and said, wow. what's the cat? I asked her what's the cat's name, and she said, good question. What about Romeo or Kanye or Gucci? Mm. Let's remember the king will have named him, so it's bound to be ridiculous. So, <laughs> I actually thought maybe I don't know if your if your listeners are interested they could have a go at guessing the cat's name and oh, uh, I love the idea 
and uh, you, they, you, they can send the ideas to you two, and you can send them on to me. Yeah. And the one that Claire yeah. and I like best, we'll get a free signed copy of the book. How about that? Wonderful. Peter, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Whoa, that's a good one. Okay, so recap that again, Maria. Just recap that again for me. What do we want from our name listeners? Name the cat. Name the cat. Think of the most fabulous name you could have for this cat. And... Um, let us know and then Peter's going to choose Peter and Claire are going to choose and you can win a copy a signed copy of the book The King's Birthday Suit oh, oh I can just imagine the cat's got a very regal wonderful name or has it name. or has it got a little oh. cheeky a little <laughs> cheeky naughty 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 Red. name Red. Red. What, what could it be I know it could be anything couldn't it it could be wow. uh, it could be Tiddles Yes, yeah, Tiddles is one of my favourite words, or Ridiculous, that could be a name, or it could be, you know, uh, with a, 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 um, a modern foreign language name, or it's, it could be a very international name, or a traditional name, names have been in the news today, haven't they, my goodness, they it could, certainly have. could they be certainly a, have. Yeah. a whole yeah. selection as well, what, Maria, what else, thank you, Peter, thank you so much, that's incredibly generous of you, and very exciting, oh, uh, no yeah, one has no ever done that live on the show, thank you, that's really kind, uh, really, really no, kind, that's, thank that's, you. That's a pleasure, uh, no, that's a, that, that, I'd love to know the cat's name myself, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to learning what it is. Thank you so much for allowing our listeners to participate like that. Maria, what else do we have? Thank you. So, Peter, Liv's been in touch, and she says, what is the king's real name? <clears throat> oh, good question. Well, that's, that, that's a very interesting question, isn't it? Because often uh, kings and queens have... Um, have have names, use names which aren't actually their own names, don't they? Um, mm. Like the... I think the king, uh, the queen's dad, was actually called Albert to, mm. his, to all his family. Um, well, let's have a think. Um, I mean, he's called Albert Horatio Otto the um, Third. What's his real name? I, th- I think that those probably are his real first names, but his real surname. I, I, I I've got to think about that because it's what's his real surname? It's certainly not Smith. Hmm. Um, it, it could be, it could be something, um, something very exotic and crazy, and uh, ooh, um, and double barreled maybe, yeah, or double, triple barreled, double barreled, yes, like yes, yeah. that's clever. Yeah, yes, um, I'll have to get back to you on that one because uh, I, I know him as Albert Horatio Otto, but uh, if you've got any bright ideas, you can send those to me as well, and I'll, and I'll have a think about it because um, it's. I, I haven't given him a surname because I, I didn't actually want to tie him down to a particular part of the world. Um, mm, it's good. So it's it good. Could be a, a, it could be an English name. It could be a French one or a, or a somewhere from further east or further north or further south or anywhere you like, really. Thinking of those translations, aren't you, Peter? I know what you're doing. I this. certainly am. Well, exactly. that's things. That's the author. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, that's really good. Uh, last question at the moment on the Padlet. Folks, you've got all of the show to right. plenty of time to get questions in there. So at the moment, there's Liv as well. Uh, thank you so much. These are brilliant questions, Liv. Really, really good. Uh, really enjoying them. Where did you find your inspiration for the book, Peter? Where did you find your inspiration? My inspiration. Well, um, first of all, it came from my my wife actually looking in her Hans Andersen collection and um, suggesting a couple of stories, uh, or reading one of the stories and, and suggesting making picture books out of them. Um, so that was quite inspiring. And also, I, I was inspired by Hans Andersen himself. I mean, he's such a great storyteller. Um, hmm. There's there's always more than one level to his stories. And what I like about them is that some of them are very funny, 
some of them aren't. Some of them are actually quite sad. He's not afraid to write anything, really, which is such a good tip for a writer, is just to write what you want to write. Um, and that's, uh, that's one reason I, I, I admire him, is because he wrote absolutely everything he he wanted to do and wanted to and, and every feeling he had he put into his stories and and then they're, they're never about one thing they're not always happy endings and they're not always jolly uh, although quite a few of them are so i was inspired by a a, a great writer if you like which often happens no, it's great. It's really, really good. I keep those questions coming, folks. We are loving them. Thank you. Really detailed questions. Our audience are really on point as well. Now, I know you messaged uh, Claire, and I hope that she might well be listening and enjoying us as well. And if she are, if she are, oh, dear me, if she if is, she I know, please, honestly, I've got all in king speak now. I've got, oh, she are. It's a West Country all of a sudden. I'm so sorry. Uh, right. So me, I've got it's Russell here. I've got the next question. Thank you. So the artwork is simply stunning. I'm absolutely bowled over with it as when the illustrator claire uh, powell has drawn some truly outstanding characters in the book there peter i love it the colorization yeah. and the stylation are just absolutely superb and i wonder what you can tell us about your collaboration with claire i think that i've just texted her was a bit of a clue for me really uh, in that because that <laughs> you know some people have uh, some of our guests our author guests have had no contact at all with the illustrator we thought that that was the norm but it's now beginning not to be, and I suspect you have quite a close relationship with her. Well, it, it, it does vary. I mean, qu quite often uh, you'll end up, um, I'll write, write a text, it'll go to a publisher, and the publisher will suggest an illustrator, and the illustrator will work on it, and we, we might have no direct contact until the next publisher party or whatever, or lunch or something, or sometimes until the book has been published. But uh, but quite often there's, there's a lot of to and fro, because obviously... The illustrator does um, sketches and they come back to the publisher and they come back to me and we all look at them and we make changes and then when everyone's happy the illustrator then does does the coloring coloring in if you like the final drawings so it's a big it's a big collaboration and just occasionally you come across well i've been very fortunate to work with illustrators who have such a sharp sense of First of all, illustration, brilliant illustrators hmm. uh, in terms of their craft, but also such a good sense of humour. And Claire and I really, really clicked in, in terms of the sense of humour. And and she put, she's put in lots of details that weren't in my text. My text is the words that I read. And, she, uh, and what I like about uh, how she works is that she will put in like little stories. Like if you look at the cat throughout the story that someone yes. picked up on it's having a little adventure of its own, yep. which I haven't written, but that's that's a visual adventure. Um, so, for, if you're working with an illustrator of that calibre, then you do tend to, uh, and you get on, then you do tend to have more communication with them. I mean, it's not to say that um, I don't get on with all of my illustrators, but some of them just will get on with it, and you'll see pictures, and you'll say, "Yeah, that's great, that's fine," and. Uh, They'll take it from there yeah. but with, with, other, with others there's more of a sort of interaction that's uh, very creative good and answer with this story, good answer yeah actually with this story we i wrote it a few years ago actually i mean a, a handful of years ago and uh, claire wasn't the very first illustrator we tried um quite hard getting somebody who could do it well do who, who would who would be good enough really yes. not good enough for the story but just good enough full stop and then claire wow. came along just just thought saw her sketches and thought yeah she's 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 completely all over this and uh, absolutely 
the, the rest is history, really. Wow. Yeah, fantastic. Couldn't imagine couldn't anyone be, else. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting because uh, yeah. that's news to us. We've just learned something new here. I can't imagine anyone else illustrate. And we've seen some styles and, you know, we kind of get used to the styles. But there is there is a regal style to the artwork here, which is so the story. It is it just, you know, the two are so well linked. And Marie, you've got a question next. Thank you. I mean, I'm just looking at the panel now where you've got a little mouse in the centre panel where McTavish and um, Mitch are up to mischief and the little mouse is listening in and then the cat is listening on the other side. It's just absolutely fabulous. I mean, I, when I read this book, I really read the words and now I have to go and look at the pictures because there's also a little cat with some little boots. He's got some teeny tiny little king boots little elvis um, boots yes little elvis boots oh they're wonderful yeah. now yeah. i'd like to talk to you about um, mctavish and mitch because they they are rascals they are baddies why did you go for these two names um they just bounced out one day this is sometimes what's hap what happens uh with the rhythm of the story along came two rascals did daddly dum and they're just like McTavish and Didadalidum. So it's a three-syllable name and a one-syllable name. And I just sort of, and that maybe make them alliterate. And then I just sort of, two names popped into my head and, and popped onto the page. McTavish and Mitch. I thought, yeah, that's them. <laughs> that's them. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just thought that's, then, you know, they, they sound a bit rascally, but not completely rascally. Do you like them? Do you trust them or not? You know? Because mm, um, they come, they come across as being, you know, very tra oh, well, you know, unless you can see this, unless you're clever and wise. But um, yeah, there is that hint of rascalry, if that's a word, yes, Russell. Yes, it should a be. If there is rascalry. a word, get it in there. We'll get it in the book. I've got rascalry, a good contact. Right. O o Oxford English Dictionary. We'll get that in the book there as well. And now you're talking about rhyme yeah. as well. I, I need this question um, uh, answered as well. How difficult is it to think of words when you're rhyming like that, uh, what, that you're looking for? H how much time do you spend searching for those magical words? Um, well, it can take a while, actually. I mean, what what I I, I find that the, the most difficult thing with the story is not so much the rhyme; it's it's the rhythm that you've got to use to tell the story. Um, uh, like with Oxford Shoxburgh, it's a very different rhythm to this story. Um, yeah. And sometimes you, you you kind of tell when you you start off thinking of the first line, and you uh, the first. Uh, the first couple of pages, you need to get the story going by the first couple of pages, otherwise you know you're going to run out of space. So, so yeah, the, the rhythm has to be something that will either, if it's a long story, quite a long and elaborate story like this one, the rhythm has to sort of shove things along quite, uh, hmm. quite pacily. And once you've got the rhythm, then the rhymes, the words tend to fall into place in a way. Um, because I, I, I like to try and follow the rhythms, the natural rhythms of English talking. Um, so, so sometimes certain words just won't fit or won't work. Um, but when it comes to rhymes, uh, if I can't think of a rhyme, what I will do is I'll, I will um, do it by hand. I'll write the word at the top of a column, and then I'll go through the alphabet, A, a to Z, and think of words that rhyme. And doing it that way, systematically, you often I find I often come across words I hadn't really hadn't thought of that, that can be quite left field and then it'll actually make me think oh mm. that's quite a good word to rhyme with that how can I get that in because I quite like the idea of that so it, it not only gives me the rhyme uh, but it, it'll also give me an idea and possibly a, a new little direction or quirk wow. uh, if I can't think of a rhyme then I just change the word <laughs> simple as that
Wow. Rhythm. We hadn't thought about a rhythm in there as well, because, of course, there is a rhythm. And you're right, there is a rhythm, a natural rhythm. And so, well, I hadn't really thought about McTavish and Mitch, because those do work really well. It's very, very clever as well. Marie, you've got another question there. Thank you very much. Now, we would like to ask you, Peter, when did you first get into writing? Um, writing for children. Mm. Uh, it was, I suppose it was kind of around the time, well, just after my, my own children were born, my first child was my son in fact he's 21 now so that's roughly 20 years ago i suppose uh, i started to thinking about writing for children i'd always liked scribbling little rhymes and uh, in fact I, I wrote where it started was i wrote my best man speech for my brother's wedding in in verse and i, sh I showed this to my wife and she said you should do more of this <laughs> So um, I wow. experimented with writing rhyme stories, and it took a while. Um, if I look back at the very first one I completed, I can look at that now and think, ah, I wouldn't have written that now. That's far too complicated for children or young children. Um, but yeah, I just sort of started having a go at it. I went on a, a course at the run by the Arvon Foundation, who run writing courses in all kinds of types of writing. Uh, a children's writing course, which was taught by two existing authors, published authors. Uh, that was really interesting and got lots of tips from that. And uh, also a publishing contact who was eventually the person that published my first book. So um, that was handy as well. So, but I just, a lot of, most of it was just, just practice, trying and trying and trying again, if you like. Wow. And where, and where do you, do you have a special place where you do write? Do you, do you have like a little shed or a writing corner or a writing area? Um, well, it's quite complicated at the moment. We're 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 staying in London in a in a quite a small place for a couple of years while my, while our daughter is at a, a college. Um, but normally I have a, I have my own writing room. At the moment I have my own writing corner, uh, mm -hmm. and quite often I'll go out to cafes and write um, and find a quiet corner there. Not somewhere not too quiet where I feel conspicuous, and somewhere not too noisy. Um, I know the kind of place I mean. It's quite hard to describe, really. Um, and, I'll, and I'll go out there and write um, and try and do that sort of uh, morning is the best generally for me for mm. writing. Mm. Oh, that sounds lovely. That's really interesting, isn't it, Russell? Mm. You know, different people go to different places to yes. write. Yes. Well, inspired. You could do celebrity spotting. Could you just name some restaurants or places that we could just go out and just catch you doing this? And I wonder what, what's your drawing like? We know what your writing's like. What's your drawing like? My drawing? Well, mm. um, mm. It's it's all right. I'm I'm not a bad I'm not a bad drawer, but I'm I, I'm not uh, I'm not good enough to do it professionally. Um, quite a lot of people who write picture books or aspiring writers. Uh, I don't know this from my own experience. They they come to me and say, oh, I want to write picture books, but I don't know how to. I don't, I can't draw very well. So how can I do it? And I have to say to them, look. Don't worry about the pictures. If you want to write stories, then write stories. And publishers will find you an illustrator because they know hundreds and hundreds of them. And the art schools produce new ones every year. And there are one, lots, so many brilliant illustrators um, out there. There aren't enough writers for them, really, to be honest. Yeah. And so uh, don't worry about finding an illustrator. Just, just do your thing and write something. Really good. 
Good, great answer. Uh, folks, we have got more time, uh, still some more time on the show, and we'd love to get some more questions from you as well. I could play another music track as well. I couldn't escape this one. Peter is staying with us to take more of your questions. Really thrilling, and we've got some more uh, coming up now. So do write on the show page. It's easy peasy. Just go to learnradio.net forward slash Peter Bentley or click on our book club title at the top of the page. And whilst you think of some more questions, here is a cracking song from Katy Perry. Oh, Katie Perry, birthday! Every Wednesday at 3.30pm, it's time for the amazing After School Book Club from LearnRadio.net. Follow the show live at LearnRadio.net forward slash book club. Oh, thank you very much, listeners. You've tuned in to the After School Book Club. It is now 24 minutes past four and we're joined by the fabulous peter bentley now peter can we ask you what's next for you can you secretly tell us what you're working on right now you can trust us we won't tell anyone (laughs) okay um what i'm working on right now um well claire is actually as we speak working on another tale that um in this anderson based series which is the one i mentioned earlier it's called the anderson story is called the leaping match Ooh. and it's about it's about a frog and a grasshopper and a flea who who all have all arguing about which can jump the highest and they go to the king to uh, let the king decide to it's a different king this time but it's uh, it's the same kind of uh, slightly absurd uh, setting um which will be rich and royal and fabulous and brilliant uh, i've seen some of um claire's uh, uh, color sketches already and it's going to be a riot uh, mm-hmm. so that's the next that's the next one coming up and, and it's actually caught i can what i can reveal is that the title is going to be the royal leapfrog oh brilliant because it's got kings in it it's got uh, it's got leaping in it and it's got a frog in it <laughs> and will it be in rhyme as well It'll be in rhyme, yes, it'll be in, in a similar vein. Um, what I'm working on, I, I've also got, as I said, two books coming out this year, which are in final stages uh, of completion. One's called uh, Dogs in Disguise. The, the clue is in the title. <laughs> and the other one is called um, I Am Dog, the two dog books I mentioned. And also uh, Snow White in Space, That that's been completed Ooh. a while ago but it's coming out later this year oh that sounds fabulous russell i'd like to read that oh amazing snow white in space i love it i, I just that just sounds absolutely good uh folks we've got a click through purchase option on the show page there and uh we've uh, got a direct click a click link through sorry, the rocket ship books I just said there's a trip hazard waiting to be happened there as well uh, one of our favorite booksellers as well just go straight to their page click on there as well this is the title you're going to want to love and love and love make a lovely gift as well uh, lowradio.net forward slash peter bentley if you want to do that we'll also publish the audio and the video on youtube after this as well it's just absolutely stunning maria can you just walk us through our writing challenge for today's book club show yes thank you very much so our writing challenge this week is for our listeners to write a story about how this theme might play out today with the story centred around Her Majesty's Outfitters. Now, to help you get started, Russell has created a Padlet for your ideas for you to share your thinking on the page and start collecting some ideas. Now, we call this a mood board. We want you to pop anything that comes into your mind about a story here. Put your first name only in the top box of the Padlet, 
post-it note and your ideas below and then click on the background and we'll read and approve it and share after this. And also, if you'd be interested in entering that competition, the After School Book Club competition to win Peter Bentley's book on the Padlet, just write, paste into the Padlet, what do you think the cat's fabulously regal name is? That would be one. <laughs> it's got to be I'm good. Double barrel, triple barreled names are welcome, I have to say. Uh, names in modern foreign languages, perfectly, or old languages, perfectly acceptable. Something really, really interesting. Now, what I wanted to do, folks, is just run through some further ideas, some more writing prompts and challenges from you. Uh, after you've finished your mood board, you might like to get into your story and there's a story submission tool at the bottom of the page. Just write us something and we'll read that out on next week's show. So, Maria, what have we got for further writing opportunities here on this theme? Oh, these, these are fabulous. You could have a WhatsApp message from the outfitters to the supplier asking about something to do with the recent order they've just had from the Queen. And you can post a reply if you want to and use emojis or design your own emojis. That sounds fun love to do that now what about if you like interviewing russell well you could interview the spokesperson for the outfitters about the commission that they've just taken from her majesty the queen remember the stories about her majesty the queen's outfitters you could find out how excited they are to have this business and what they want to tell everyone without giving too much away what about our art lovers maria yeah, so you could draw and write. You could make a plan of the outfitter's works room. What might you find in there? What things could, <laughs> could an outfitter need to store to allow them to make clothes? Design a workbench and write a note explaining what everything is. That sounds wonderful. little pair of scissors as well to cut your fabric. And you could do some designing, Russell. I love that as well as uh, you could design a wall display or a very posh, expensive uh, window display for your clothes shop. So you could lay it out with some clothes, merely design it up and everything. And that's really, really creative and arty. What about we talked about philosophy for children earlier on, Maria? What can if we want to get into that now? What can we do? Mm, you could consider what he might do to recover the money he spent on McTavish and Mitch that was stealing. So you could sit, consider what happens next. What happens after everyone has stopped laughing at the king? What might he say? Do you think he might be, you know, in with the with the ministers and his family? It's a really interesting point. You know, I think that philosophy and sometimes these answers, you know, don't have to have a... Um, you know, an actual answer. You could ponder on them as well. You can wonder about it. You can change your mind. You can grow your opinion, Russell. I think that's very important. I love it. Absolutely love yeah, it. How does, how does it. Sorry, sorry. How does, I often wonder, how did the, how does the king come back from this? The, the whole country's well, laughed at him. With underwear, I yeah. would hope, really. <laughs> with something well, like that. Hopefully with underwear to start with. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because that, yeah. that sash is going to ride up with wear, isn't it, really? <laughs> it <laughs> certainly gonna, is. <laughs> it's going to be a difficult thing as well. Uh, folks, uh, we'd like to thank Peter very, very, very much for... Uh, that was a stunning reading, and we absolutely loved the book. It's absolutely stunning. Don't forget the click-through purchase, uh, folks, on the thank website. There. So, Peter, that was just amazing. You have not... Uh, uh, fail to delight again we love the uh, shocktopus octopus and this is well this is uh, another another planet i loved it absolutely loved it and uh, uh, please uh, pass on our um, congratulations to claire that i hope she's listening as well because i we just haven't gushed enough claire uh, it's stunning it is stunning <laughs> this um you should be published claire <laughs> your drawing should be in a book claire they should i mean i was thinking this this could so easily yeah. be a children's cartoon uh, as well i'd love
love to see those images digitalized and put into a story. They are stunning. You know, that is Disney standard artwork. I loved it. Absolutely loved it as well. Uh, folks, thank you so much indeed for joining us. We've really enjoyed this. Uh, Maria, who have we got with us next week? Thank you, Russell. So next week we'll be joined by Helen and Thomas Doherty and it's another author and illustrator show and we'll be video casting again and the title is called The Screen Thief and it's published on the 3rd of June of this year. So the show page is already up. It's learnradio.net forward slash Doherty. Very excited. The Screen Thief. I can just imagine what's going to happen. A bit of ste- more stealing going on. I mean, not, that you, I know, not, I not that we're sending any messages with this show, folks, at all, but there's a lot of stealing going on as well. Uh, thanks very much indeed for listening. We'll get this up again just as quickly as possible. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to show your appreciation, there is a donation button at the bottom of the page. Uh, we are entirely self-funded and we'd love some help with our costs. And if you can give us a few pounds or a few pence, there's a button at the bottom of the page. Thank you so much, indeed. We really appreciate anything you give us as well. Now, I bought a very special piece of music that we've actually almost run out of time to play on the show but what i'm going to do is just play it now on the way out because it's fabulous you're going to love the music as well uh, but i'd like to say thank you so much indeed peter i've really enjoyed you i hope you've enjoyed yourself today on the show i certainly have well thank you so much for having me on again and uh it's been a great pleasure uh, as as before and uh look forward to the next time who knows Abs- that, that's really good well who knows anything some some more some more some more bottoms please on the show there's not enough bottoms on the we'll, show we'll see we'll, i'm going to play we'll out see. to this one this is some great this is the are you being served music which i thought was just perfect for the uh, the kind of workroom and what we're trying to do uh, as well i'm going to play this out after we've we, we close the show to enjoy from the past oh indeed well it's still doing current on my television i have to say it's like my television was kind of stuck in the 19th 19- <laughs> 70s it's a cracking sitcom and well worth a look folks if you wanted it uh, until next week it's uh goodbye from her and it's goodbye from him that's the end of our live studio broadcast for the moment 